It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's Danny here and I'm here to ask you to please vote for us in the Football Content Awards. We're going for Best Podcast and Best Club Content Creator and we need your help to win. Go to footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting and type It's All Cobblers to Me into the Football League boxes for both Best Podcast and Best Club Content Creator and then press the big Vote Now button. That's footballcontentawards.com forward slash voting. Thank you. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not after three! Yeah! Get Coming up on today's It's All Cobblers to Me, the Cobblers don't know when they're beaten as they come back from 2-0 down to share the points at crew. Neil opens his post back to get your views and NTFC women start life in the Women's National League with a defeat. I'm Charles Commons and let me introduce you to Neil Edgerton Scott, Chesy Jeffy Coleman and Danny Brothers. How are you guys? Have you all recovered from those dramatic last few minutes on Saturday? I have. Oh good. I also have. Good. I have not. Oh, <laughs> I'm still tidying up my living room from throwing all the pillows and <laughs> debris around and just like chucking stuff around the living debris. room celebration. <laughs> uh, toys, Charles toys out the window. There was curtains pulled down. It was, I mean, it, it was bad enough after Tuesday night. But when Samuel Tobias Hoskins scores direct from uh, the corner. Hold on, Danny. To, to what? Samuel Tobias who? Uh, sorry, Samuel Twice Goat scores. <laughs> goat. <laughs> He's changed goat, it. Yeah. He's scores changed direct it. from a corner in the last minute of extra time. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. I think we might as well end the, end the season. Close <laughs> it. No, stop the count. Stop well, no, because we're fourth. Stop Don't it. stop it now, please. No, carry on. It's all right. Nothing can go wrong from fourth, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, don't don't start there. Uh, let's start with the equaliser, because obviously it was in, incredible. It was hashtag scenes, I think the kids say. 
Um, you were there, Charles. I was there. It was definitely hashtag scenes. Um, I can't believe you told everyone to run on the pitch, Charles. Like, just... <laughs> I was egging them on. <laughs> egg, go on, you go. Egg, you egg, go. egg, egg, egg. <laughs> was it after you found out that Eggly Kadja had scored a goal? Oui. In the 92nd minute, just before that, didn't he? Ooh. It was almost like fate. Egg, the, the, <laughs> the egg just, just tempted us with a, oh, you know, we've got a little consolation for the day. Cobblers might be losing, but Eggly Kadja scored a goal for whoever he's playing for. Brilliant. Charles, yes, did, Neil. Uh, did you enter the field of play? I did not enter the field of play. I am a good boy. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was going to say I'm a bit old, but I think most of the ones that did go on the pitch are about my age anyway. So It um, takes a bit of effort, to be fair, doesn't it? So, yeah. Clamber over bit. the advertising yeah. board. No <laughs> doubt fall over. <laughs> <laughs> Get headlocked by a steward. Yeah. Oh dear! Get your bum out. Poor guy. Um, I mean, it was it was this thing though, because I, 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 like obviously we're all celebrating, and in fact, just before that happened, so our fans were fantastic all the way through the game. I thought there was a little bit of a lull at, at, at two nil, but as soon as we got the first one back. The fans were well back into it and we were properly, you know, helping the team push on to try and get an equaliser. And you could just see all of the the noisy lot, if you like, that were down towards the right-hand side, so down towards where the end uh, crew terrace was, the main home end. Um, that's where the, the most of the noise had congregated. And when we got that corner in the last embers of the game um they all kind of started coming towards so where i was was directly on the halfway line and they all just sort of came along the you know the walkway at the front of the stand either well to get closer to you know the end that we were attacking but also you know probably because so that they could see because whenever we had a corner down the other end i couldn't see the corner taker because there were just too many people in the way but They've all got there, and I was thinking to myself, if this, if we score, this is going to go absolutely mental, and it did. And the fact that, look, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's a good or a clever thing to go on the pitch. It is ta- ah, get on it's the illegal. pitch and celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, it's illegal, and <sighs> you could get a banning order and stop be stopped from going to watch the games. Now, imagine if all of those lads that and, and glasses, I, I don't know. I didn't see any girls on the pitch at all, but um, imagine that they all get a banning order for how long do you get those for? It's like two or three years, isn't it? It's not just I think like it depends on the offence. Yeah, but it's still quite a long time, regardless, isn't it? Even a year is a long time. If you haven't missed the whole ways season, around them, though, Charles, right? Just wear a fake pair of glasses with a fake nose and a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you should be doing that, to be honest. But anyway, well, I haven't got a banning order. It's okay. I'll just do but that. For fun. That's true. But also with the banning order, you have to hand your passport in, don't you? Oh. So if you want to go on holiday when there's an England game happening abroad, you won't be allowed to get on a plane, regardless of whether you're going to the other end of the world or not to where the game's happening. You have to hand your passport in. So anyway, the, the point I'm making is that if they all get banned, that's most of our away attendance gone. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a balance of so the the, the pitch invasion stuff. The, there were some horrible scenes in the playoffs and stuff, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. I think, like, 
going on out of sheer joy and excitement to celebrate an injury time goal. I think providing there's no trouble, I, I don't think it's too bad really. I think as long as yeah. you're sensible with it. Like I mean, I've done it in the past and mm-hmm. would probably struggle to control my and control myself Bannon. if I'd have been there, I think. Um the the issue I I think the the problem that I've got is that I am torn a little bit because there were a couple of unsavory moments within that pitch invasion. Actually, I believe I think caused by the stewards. However, mm. the 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 obvious thing to say from a steward's point of view is well, if you don't go on the pitch, that doesn't happen. There was one yep. steward that had a had a fan in a headlock. Okay. Now the the fan managed to wriggle three free and then gave the steward a, a right proper shove and a talking to before leaving the pitch, which <laughs> I thought was quite oh, funny. No. Yeah, um, and then and then there was another steward that threw a punch at a fan. Oh well, that's not acceptable. No, it's not acceptable. You're right. However, the point is, no. is that if you don't go on the pitch, the stewards don't have to react in any kind of way. No, I know, so, but. You- it's, you know, it's, it's what Neil's saying, and it's the intent with what you're doing it with, and it's so yeah. hard to tell what. I mean, the, the stewards' jobs is probably to like as soon as they see people running on the pitch, what are they going to do? What what's their job? They've probably seen all these pitch invasions going up and down the country, and if away fans did it, Sixfields would be pissed off. But mm-hmm. there is a difference between going on the pitch with the intent to do something to someone and actually feeling a lot of joy mm-hmm. from scoring a last minute goal especially after a week that's happened in the club, there's a lot of emotions going on. Mm. But at this, this, by the same token, how are you going to tell that it only takes one person, doesn't it, to yep. to be a knob? I, I think to, that's the point. Yeah, right. that, and that, that's what it's been taken away for. Like, you can't, we, we can't stop people from showing so much joy at a goal at last minute. We no, did it against you you know, Forest Green. What was it? 1-0 Andy Williams's goal. Mm-hmm. People running on the pitch. Forest Green again last season. In the middle of the season, nothing's happened. This is the fourth game of the season, but we can't take that away from football. But at the same time, it does only take one idiot to to just ruin being able to do even that, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I mean, fans I think... have a duty to behave, right? Yes. In terms of if you're gonna over exuberantly celebrate a goal, I'm I'm all for it. It's part of what I like about football is that excitement and enjoyment aspect of it. But you have a duty to yourself, your fellow fans, the players, and the the sport actually to behave yourself yeah fine go on and celebrate a goal out of excitement and because you get carried away and stuff that's fine don't be a dick yeah yeah i, right? I, I agree i agree it's not the I, hardest of rules to follow i don't think no and i don't think i don't think uh, from where i was stood and from what i saw i don't think any of our fans went on the pitch to be a dick it was just a a massive you know release of joy and wanting to to join in with the celebrations with the players. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Sam Hoskins, sorry, Samuel Tobias Goat, comes straight down to where we are, to the middle of the pitch. I mean, poor old Harvey Lintot got jumped on immediately. And I had had someone's crotch up against his nipples at one point. I thought that was hilarious. Um, Treat. (laughs) Treat indeed. Welcome to Northampton, Harvey. Um, (laughs) Give him his full name as well, uh, Charles, please. Uh, Harvey Lynn Totty. Love it. Um, But I I, I thought, you know, I, I get it and I understood it. I just didn't really know how to feel about because of the couple of little bits of badness that were in the past though isn't it it's because of what we've just seen in the euros especially not yeah not not the summers one obviously the summer before that 
Um, uh, all the England fans and the idiotic nature of that sort of stuff. It, it plays on your mind. And as soon as you see someone run on the pitch, you think, oh, you feel the worst, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's that... It's hard that, to find the balance, isn't it? We've seen that that video that's on doing the rounds on social media. I don't know when the game was or what the game was, who was playing, but there's there's stewards, maybe five of them, massive, and they stood with it like as a star, as if they're doing star jumps and with their arms out <laughs> yeah. and yeah. massive gaps in between them. And fans are obviously just running straight through the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and people are taking the mick and saying about the stewards, what are you doing? What's the point in you being there if you're not going to try and stop that happening? But, and I realise that what I'm saying is that now the other extreme isn't good enough either. So like you said, Danny, I think, you know, what what do the stewards do? Should the stewards just allow people to run on the pitch or should they try and stop them however they try and do that? Um, so I've got a point on that. Go on. Is I don't Neil think... Pointing. <laughs> Neil Pointon. Neil Pointon, ex-Oldham. I... I don't think the stewards command the respect that the police do, quite obviously. Yeah. Um, you hear it all the time, are oh, you just a steward? You can't tell me what to do, all that sort of thing and stuff. And actually, stewards are very hit and miss. Some of them are good. Some of them are just relatively barbaric. Some of them are literally just there for a job. You can tell they don't care what happens. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think the cost of policing to get... I mean, I don't know. If, was there any police at the game, V Crew? I saw two uh, PCSOs that were in yeah. our end uh, at half time, having, having a good chat with our fans, to be honest. I think yeah, one, yeah, course, one was yeah. from Cheshire Police, definitely. And I've got a feeling the other guy was from North Hans Police because he seemed to know a few of the lads. Um, but yeah, there were only two that I saw. I just, I, I just think for me, and I know it's extra cost to clubs and mm-hmm. there's not enough police anyway because they're not funded well enough. So it's, it's impossible to happen. But if I'm there and I'm seeing a line of police, I'm not going to leg it on the pitch mm. to celebrate a goal probably because I don't want to get arrested. If I'm there and there's a line of stewards, and I can quite clearly tell five out of the ten of them are thinking about what they're going to have for tea <laughs> and we score, I'm probably going on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think the the underlying thing is, as a steward slash police officer, I think what Neil's just said is completely right. I think the police present more power Um, And actually, I do agree with Neil in the way that I actually think that sometimes the stewarding is unnecessary. I've had an experience at Walsall, actually, where they were trying to throw us into this tiny little bar and there wasn't any space. And they just didn't listen to a word anyone was saying when we were trying to explain there was no space. So you sometimes get stewards that literally couldn't care less about the welfare of football fans, which is a massive issue because we've got many incidents uh, of stewarding and and actually policing of football matches in in previous years that have have caused terrible terrible things and we don't ever want to get back to that stage but I think and I believe that invading the pitch rightly or wrongly is part of football and it's part of the passion as you've talked about now if stewarding and policing are not able to prevent a um, invasion of a pitch they need to facilitate it safely okay yeah I think that's a very good point and probably the best place to leave it because let's let's go and talk about happy things. Football. Football. Waffles. Um, waffles. <laughs> yeah, waffles. Big news oh, don't, for waffles. Don't, don't, don't start. Don't start. Just uh, before uh, we start uh, recording, uh, Jason uh, dropped a bombshell <laughs> on least Neil and Danny. And then at least I didn't say 
least they didn't say ducks, Charles. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Ducks. No ducks. Yeah, no ducks. ducks big news. Um, you can't toast waffles. <laughs> yes, you can toast waffles. <laughs> anyway, anyway, oh, anyway. Right, anyway. the poll no. last time with the let's... butter and the crackers. We'll be doing another one for waffles. Oh, dear. Right, let's get back to the football straight away. Um, I mean, this team just don't know when they're beaten, do they? To, They're great, aren't they? Oh, I mean, to go 2 0 down, I mean, we'll come to the, you know, the actual Atrocities. way that that happened. But yeah. to go 2 0 down, and I mean, pretty much an immediate, uh, not equaliser, sorry, pretty much a, an immediate uh, first goal back to get us back in the game from, from Hoskins. Um, obviously, I think swung the momentum our way, and it was just before half time as well, which is obviously always a great time to score. Um, and then we just peppered them for the second half. I mean, I don't, I can't remember another time, another game where I've watched the Cobblers basically dominate a half of football in the way that we did against Crew on Saturday. Crew's defending was, I thought, was really good. It was resolute. They did their job. I mean, they put 11 men behind the ball, but, you know, we've done that. In, in times before. So I, I'm not complaining. You know, it's our job to go and try and break them down. I love the fact, in a way, it makes it even more sweeter that the way that we actually do that is by a corner kick going all the way in. <laughs> yeah, it's very Northampton town of us, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I None of this has been very Northampton crew. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hate themselves. Hate. Hate's a strong word. Mm. Dislike. Dislike. Strong disliking? Uh, a, I would describe it as a disliking and dismissive disliking of them. Oh, okay. Please explain. Did you, <laughs> did you did you listen or, or read what their manager said after the game? I have read what their manager said after the game, yes. Some form of nonsense of you cannot tell me. <laughs> You cannot tell me that we didn't deserve to win. We didn't deserve that. You cannot tell me that. You cannot tell me that. Moaning about seven minutes of injury time. Maybe if they hadn't been time-wasting from the 46th minute, then Mm -hmm. there wouldn't have been seven minutes. Also, it's a minimum of six minutes. It's not six minutes. It's a minimum of. He added on an extra minute because there was an incident that, to be fair, probably didn't take a minute, but there was also a bit more time-wasted in those six minutes. Very fair ridiculous that that you cannot tell me that we didn't deserve to win is complete and utter rubbish danny you shared i think it was danny it might have been you charles on our whatsapp group that shared the stats from the game Mm -hmm. yeah shall i pull them up yes do should have pulled them up first you should have had this ready (laughs) (laughs) one second i'm going to have a massive rant i'm completely ready for it i'll wait a second no i'm not I wasn't ready. There's been so much chat about waffles on the, on the group. <laughs> Struggling to find it. Crew, crew, Saturday, three o'clock now. <laughs> Around about that time. So the stats, right, I've got it here. Thank you, Charles. You're welcome. Possession, 62% Northampton. <laughs> and as we know, by the way, possession doesn't necessarily mean a massive <laughs> thing, but 62%, that's very good for us. That's Total it. Hang on, very good. I think you're doing us a disservice, Neil. Well, no, but, you know. That's amazing it, for us. It's a, yes, it is. It's a real change of style. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Total shots. Crew six. Northampton 14. Yeah. Big chances, in fairness, 1-1. Mm-hmm. Big chances missed. Hold on. Big chances, 1-1. One, one. 
Wasn't it yeah. two two the final score? How does that yeah, work? well, this I is mean, how I, they I, did. That because yeah. there is a big chance, would you? Oh, okay. And are we? Yeah, okay. We, and it, and does the, his first goal don't not count because it's from quite a way? That won't count. Yeah, yeah, that won't count. And because he chance. murdered the that's a lucky you know, was McGlaw before yes. he did it as well. Yeah, exactly. A- accurate passes. Northampton, oh, wow. 316. Ooh. Crew, 162. Oof. Out of how many is that, do we know? So ours is 70%, theirs is 59%. Oh, that's, mm. that, that's got to be an improvement, surely. Of course it is, yeah. So shots, we've hammered them all across the board there. Expected goals, would argue that... Is it, it's balanced, it's even. It's about really? the same. Yeah, yeah it's about They're the ahead same. in it, 0.7 to our 0.62. <laughs> passes, we pretty much almost doubled their passes uh, in both our own half, the opposition half. We doubled their accurate long balls. We doubled their crosses. Interestingly, the same amount of throw-ins. <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope the Railway Men podcast are listening to this because that's going to be ammunition for them. So yeah, but, <laughs> but this is the thing. So they they were all over Twitter, weren't they, saying, oh, you know, Northampton's horrible, really, really dislikable club and stuff. Every single time we've played crew, they have moaned about something. What was it? The pitch was bobbly. Dave Artel moaned about the bobbly pitch and he moaned yeah. about oh. our, our rugby tactics style or whatever, yeah. yeah. The Which, club, incidentally, um, what was their style on in the second half? Shut up, shot, lob another defender on, try and sneak the win and be yeah, really boring. Yeah. That, that again, is a mark of respect, I think, from what we're seeing. Like, there's no way we go to crew last season and they play like that against us. No. It's, it's what we've done last season. Again, we've seen it a few times this season. I said the same about Colchester, that teams are now scared of us. And, like, mm. that's not being a Billy Big Bollock about it. It's, it's just the it. fact that, that we are now presenting as a promotion slash title challenger and it's weird to say that as a cobblers fan but we're playing like it mm. we're playing like we can suddenly produce a goal out of nowhere which is something we've not been able to say for a long time that it, we can come from anywhere corners set you know free kicks something from distance well-worked goal we're, we're scoring all kinds of goals we're scoring goals and i think teams are starting to have started the season especially just respecting us and it's a I weird position to be in. Um, I, so just just to finish it, um, no, I just um, it just leaves me with with the one question: is that out of all of our players, and I don't know what you guys think of this, which one of them is the most likely to put waffles in the toaster? <laughs> I got an answer. <laughs> I think little Johnny Max did. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I think is. he has a toaster. It's it's a, oh yeah, he's got about three toasters, Johnny Max. All he has toasters. Did you see the Twitter thing the other day talking about when people go on holiday, some people take their toasters and kettles? I mean, who do they think they are? Trevor, Trevor takes his. Yeah, Trevor definitely takes his. His, his, and his whole family. Why would you take your toaster? <laughs> Unless you're camping, obviously. Oh, Can I add one thing to what you were saying, Danny? Mm. About our sign of respect and stuff. I think it, I think it was. Incidentally, I did see a couple of their fans on, on the Twitter as well say that we're the best team they've played this season, which I thought was quite interesting because actually, yeah, we played all right, but we haven't clicked yet. No. Nowhere near, no. no, We've got another couple of levels to go, right? So, um, And also another one which you'll like, uh, Danny, um, Mm -hmm. one of their fans was saying, for them, Sam Hoskins is the best player in the division. I saw that. It's it's true. And I think in factually correct at the moment. Quote was, he can do everything. (laughs) 
Close the window for crying out loud. <laughs> Bloody Nora. Gen- genuine question on that. I, I, are we worried about the, you know, somebody coming in for him? Well, me and Sean were talking about this this morning. And Sean was <laughs> like, do you know what? He's doing a fantastic job. He's scoring goals for fun and it's brilliant to watch, but he's never in his career proven at a higher level. So I think if clubs, if, if you're talking on a really serious level, if club, clubs are really looking at him, they're going to look at his record in League One and that is not as good as what it is in League Two. So I think it would be, if it was, it would be like a Salford who'd throw loads of money oh, at him don't. to try and go up. But th- but that's what it would be, I think. I don't think it's going to be a League One club because he's not proven that in League One, which is fine because he's a really decent League Two player and he's absolutely on fire at the moment. But that's what he I is. I think it shows, and I, I think I was having this conversation with one of our patrons earlier in our Slack channel. Um, it shows how having him play consistently in the same position has done him such... A, a good thing for his development because previously he's played just wherever slotted in, you know, wherever there's been a, a space essentially that needed covering. So right wing back, that's where he was played a lot under Keith Curl. He's not a right wing back and I don't care how many times you want to play him there. Yeah. Okay. He'll do you a, a solid job on the most part, but because he's not a defender, he's not going to be, you know, ever, you know, nail down that position as as his own. Whereas now that he's been playing essentially on the right side of a front three for the past year now, or the left side of it, he he's coming on leaps and bounds. And it just shows you how much that if you're able to just consistently, you know, learn to do one thing, you get better at it. I mean, it sounds so obvious, doesn't it? But you, you take anything, um, you know, we're we're coming up to, you know, four years of doing this podcast. Go and listen to the first one, and you'll <laughs> see how well we've improved. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> Try not. No, hard. don't do that. <laughs> Unless you like listening to Neil falling off chairs. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, I, I just I am the only reason that I'm not worried about him getting poached by somebody else is because I genuinely think he loves being here, and also he's just signed a new three year deal. He's having a whale of a time, isn't he? He loves it. Tell. Why would he go? Like, it's, like Jeffy oh, well. was saying, I don't think a League yeah. One team's going to come in for him. Why mm. would he go to another League Two side at this point? There's, there's no point. Yeah, I don't think he goes. He's got that longevity as well, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Can't what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. Love him. Guy. Love him to pieces. Tell him to buy us goals. <laughs> <laughs> he needs, uh, yeah, he needs, a, he needs a couple of songs, doesn't he? No. Well, he's got he's one. Got I mean, one. at the he's end, one, at full but, time, yeah, at full time, that I felt a little bit sorry for the rest of the team in a way because everybody was just singing Super Sammy Hoskins. <laughs> was it while like the whole team was in front of us? And you could kind of see Sam was very much in his eye. You were thinking uh, in his eye, it looked like what he was doing was he was going, "Yes, I'm loving this. This is great. Give of me more." Yeah. But on the outside, he was just going, just applaud, just sort of you know, it's a team game. Thank you know, thank you. I'm not going to over egg it. Or anything like that. I'm just gonna let it happen. But you, you can guarantee lovely. when he got Inside. into bed, oh. he was singing to himself. Super, super. <laughs> well, you would. You would sing it. Why not? Let him sing it. Away it. Getting his missus to sing it. Probably <laughs> <laughs> sings it to his baby when he sends it to sleep. Poor child. Oh yes. 
Just like I, a lullaby version of it. Yeah, a lullaby version of Super Sammy oh, Hoskins' I mean, little boy. Why not? To be fair, yeah, enjoy our, it. Our, the, the three three of us lads, we've all got kids. I mean, when they were babies, did did you sing things like Fields of Green to them at, at bedtime? Oh, Fields, and of, stuff Fields like of Green's that? got that that tone for a lullaby. Just slow down. Melody for yeah, it. it's got a lovely little yeah. uh, intonation it. to it. That yeah. I didn't yeah. sing it. I played it. Oh. Are you play- <laughs> I played. Six Feel Boys. Six Feel Boys. Yeah. Yes. Six Feel Boys. Got the out. <laughs> oh, brilliant. We'll say that's Love got a lovely that. melody, Danny. Yeah. Um, shall we um, talk about the contentious decisions that were made oh, during yep. the game? Here we let's go Let's start with the Referee first goal. <laughs> um, let's start with the first goal, shall we? So, question for you both, well, all three of you, sorry, uh, is, um, was it a foul? Yep. <laughs> Did the Titanic sink? <laughs> Courtney Baker Richardson. Um, I mean, first of all, I, w- I want to say this. What a hit. Oh, that's a thwack. That is an thunder absolute thwack. thunder bastard if you've ever it seen it. It is, isn't it? I don't think oh. he allowed the status, though, after that. No, he cheated. So. Oh, yeah. well, you know, thunder bastard. Name revoked. <laughs> oh, come on. It was a proper good hit. I mean, look. That was the my fact gavel. Is, is that all right. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lord Justice Daniel. Revoked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was a great finish, great strike, but crap celebration. I, I, I was too busy shouting to be honest and not yeah. being very happy. Wasn't looking at him. I was looking at John Guthrie, literally shouting in the referee's face. Which, yeah. by the way, is not acceptable either. But the, the decision was awful. Yeah, I don't but think the thing, the, but the thing is, right? My view to it is that this is an utterly pointless conversation. Although we have to have it because it will never change. The standing of refereeing is just never going to change. So next, <laughs> <laughs> done. Move on. I, like they even on the EFL show. I don't know if you saw it on the weekend. Yeah, I know. Um, oh my they, gosh! They yeah. they were like, oh, what a strike! Oh, there might have been a little little foul there, but what a strike! And they kept talk, talking about the goal. I was like, how, how are you not going to talk about what happened just before it? It's, it's nonsense. I mean, a lot of... How, how is there's, it not foul? So there's a lot of crew fans that have been on, on Twitter. Basically, they they all believe... And, and look, I get it. You will see what you want to see and you will see it the way that your point of view, you know, basically wants to see it, essentially, won't you? But they're all saying that it's not a foul and that McGlure is too... Uh, week essentially. He floored him. And, well, well, hang on one second because Neil has been Tyler McGlaw's biggest critic so far this season on the pod. I want to know what Neil thinks, whether in his opinion it was weak defending, you know, you know, weak play from Tyler McGlaw, or whether it was a foul. I I think it was a foul. I think it was. There's a, there's a small argument for it being a shoulder barge, but it was more of a push. Um, the one thing I don't really get is the, the stamp element after it. I, I haven't looked at it a couple of times. I don't, it didn't look purposeful to me. No. Um, I think that was a poor like, choice of words by Brady, if I'm being honest. Yeah, agree. So I don't think the stamp part was there, really, but that doesn't take away from it was a foul. And no. Mm-hmm. I, it's that inconsistency because there was... By, like there was a few fouls that were given that were much yeah. less than that, and it's kind of like, well, hold on a minute. And, uh, <laughs> like, Sean that's the frustrating thing. Sean McWilliams got a yellow card for going through the back of someone. 
No, I mean, yeah, it, so it wasn't in it, the same, but it was still from behind. And that's basically what you, you're not allowed to do is challenge a player from behind. Because it's yeah. incredibly dangerous for a start. Yeah. And that's you what know, he's if, done. He's, he's put his shoulder card, down into his back. If one's a yellow card, the other one's a yellow card and a free kick, right? I just think, it, yeah, it's the inconsistency for me. If you're going to let that go, you've got to let that stuff go all game. Mm-hmm. and and Or you're going to call it a foul and you're calling that stuff a foul all game. It's, it's interesting. James Hennigan was talking about refs on Twitter today. And oh, I loved it. Hennes, Hennes is an, as annoyed about it as I am. I feel vindicated. Hennes, I tell you what, Hennes is having a hell of a season. <laughs> he is. Well, only he's having you a agree great... with his blinking ratings. He's having a great season. He's, he's up there with he's... Sam Tobias Hoskins. Yeah, he has found his form. He has found Player his of the year. Yeah, well done, Henners. But no, he's making a great point about the because there was that foul. I don't know if anyone watched it. The Newcastle Man City game. Yeah, mm, Trippier. Um, Trippier. Yeah, he, he Trippiered up someone, didn't he? Um, to stop. <laughs> it was a professional foul, right? On on. Yeah, it was, was it De Bruyne that was going through yes, and he it was, basically yeah. just swiped at him and the ref gave a red card and then on review it was just one of those that is a professional foul happens almost every game once a week City do and, it constantly themselves yeah they do and it's frustrating as an opposition fan but if it was us and someone didn't do that and they went on to score you'd yeah. be screaming why haven't you fouled him mm. hello Ruston Diamonds was it Billy Sharp who did it was yeah. Yeah. We, should, we should have taken him out yeah, so I think yeah, it is. It's I think there's, it's just the lack of consistency. The refs this seems seems to have got so much worse this season. It's because they can't get refs, and the reason they can't get refs is because refs are getting a heck of a lot of abuse, which is in- incredibly wrong. But what you have to do is you have to create a way and a pathway that ups the standard of refereeing. Because when you up the standard of refereeing you prevent the frustration of fans. Now, frustration of fans coming out in the way of abuse is is absolutely 100% wrong. But the problem we've got in football is we are not tackling the root cause of that, and that is improving standards. Because if you improve the standards, fans will be much more patient and Mm -hmm. will be more obliged and, and want to... Not forgive, because that's not the right word, because you should never be in a position where a referee should or should not be forgiven for something. But they're going to be afforded the patience and the time to get things right. But because it is so incredibly poor week after week, we're all sick to the back teeth. I can't wait to stop talking about it on air. If you add it up between the start of this season and now, which is what, three weeks? Right. If if you add up how many minutes we've talked about referees, it'll be longer than we talked about the football. And that is the issue here. Mm Mm-hmm. But the issue is not let's try and and improve the refereeing standards to stop the abuse. The abuse shouldn't be happening anyway, but we have to find the root cause because otherwise it's never going to stop. Yeah, and I that's complete agree. and that's completely wrong, by the way, because it shouldn't happen anyway, but it does as a result of. It's tackling the problem. And you've got to educate these fans as well to tackle the problem and stop the abuse. Because then it settles down and it becomes a more markable thing for referees to go into. If you've got an 18-year-old son, right? Neil, if one of your boys wants to go and be a ref and you know he's going to be opening up a can of worms in terms of abuse, are you going to be happy about him going out and refereeing a game on a Sunday with a load of parents screaming at him? The answer is what? You do what you want to do, son. (laughs) There's there's the parent. I'll support you. 
I will support and back you no matter what you decide. Have you considered the ramifications? Absolutely uh, right. And you may be opening yourself to abuse. It's interesting, actually. It's a really good point, Jeffy. Yeah, because it's wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah, I was watching my lad's game the other week and there was a young lad um, refereeing that. He, he, must have, he must have been 14, maybe. Um, and his dad was there supporting him and stuff. And there was like the harp old, you know, under 12s or whatever it is. They're, there's no problems, never any angst or anything like that and stuff. So it was a really easy game to ref. But I thought it was interesting that his dad was there supporting him and stuff. I would do the same. I would be at every single game if my son chose to ref because I would. And if anyone was throwing abuse or kicking off, I would be kicking off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, and yeah. the cycle begins again, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That, that is it. But yeah. Um, so we're all pretty much in alignment that we're ref out. <laughs> yeah. Ref out, yeah. I mean, the, the thing the thing for me was that early doors, I actually quite liked him, the referee. I thought he was having, he had a bit of banter with our fans at one point. I think the I'm ball not went, on board with that. Not on board with that. Okay. Well, well the, the ball went out for a, I think it was, I think the ball went out for a throw. And the it got given to Crew Alexandra, and it, I, 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 I think it was contentious. It could have gone either way. I didn't see it clearly, and the referee made the decision rather than the linesman. And a few of the fans were, you know, shouting at the ref, going, "You've got that wrong," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he kind of had the conversation with his hands and sort of went, oh, you think I should have given it that way and pointed, you know, our way. And he just sort of went, no, the other way with his other. And it, you could tell he was having a bit of fun, not in an animosity way or any way that, that was going to really annoy people. He was just having, you could see he was kind of just brushing it off and and just being like, look, I'm here. I'm here. I think I, I I saw it go that way. You think it should go that way? That's you know, that's you. I've chosen that way. That's it. And I quite I'd liked pie it. At him. <laughs> but I quite liked it. But I mean, then then decisions like that happen, and it just became a bit like, oh, hang on a minute. And then it felt like, and I'm sure it probably wasn't, but at the time it felt like he was giving absolutely anything at all cruise way and we were getting nothing and you were seeing like you said neil soft fouls were being given when we were making them but when we were being fouled nothing was happening and it was just a bit like like you said you've got to be consistent you've got to be fair and give the decisions to both teams in the same way and the thing with that as well though charles is we all know that this happens so if you've got, you've, I've seen it so many times at the football matches, particularly at the Cobblers. So when you've had a ref that has done exactly that and given a really dodgy penalty that is so wrong, it's unbelievable. He'll then go in at half time and see it and think, oh, I've really cocked up here. And then go back out and give everything the other way. And then it makes things 10 times worse, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's the stuff that really, really grates me. It's when you yeah. see, so say of a another example of that is the ref gives a corner, realizes ah oh, that definitely wasn't a corner. You can guarantee as soon as that corner's taken, he's yeah, going for a foul kick. and giving it. Yeah, free yeah, kick. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, oh, look, you get the brain. decision right in the first yeah, time, yeah. or just stick with it. <laughs> yeah. They are going to make mistakes. It's a tough, it is tough being a referee. It is. I get it. They've only Especially got one pair of eyes. 
You yeah, know? yeah, and especially without the benefit of, you know, they're they're on the pitch, they're following it. It's a bit easier to see it from higher up in the stand and all that sort of thing and stuff. I get it. Yep. Okay. But it's just the inconsistency nonsense. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on very Good. quickly. Um, I just want to say because I, I mean it feels like we've not really spoken about the cobblers at all, um, which is ridiculous. Um, I just want to say two things. First of all, Mark Leonard, how the hell have we managed to get him? And oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> oh my word! And then number two on the opposite end is—is is it time to drop Mitch Pinnock? Oh, I thought hmm. you were going to say someone it, else then. Hmm. Oh, well, he needs a—he needs to show a bit more, doesn't he? We had a chat about it earlier, didn't we, on WhatsApp? Hmm. Um, I—I'd hope that with Epia coming back in, he might. Raise, help him raise his game a little bit, perhaps. I don't know. He's fe- he's felt a little bit lost, hasn't he, so far this season? Yeah, it's like drifting around, not really knowing where his position is. I think. It's, no, yeah. It's, it's and it's hard to fit in. I think someone like that because it's not particularly pacey, is he? So it's not like a a run at your defenders. It's more always going to make something happen from nowhere. But he just hasn't been doing. It's it shows probably what how high his standard he set last season. Mm. Yeah, but I agree. He's just not matched it just yet. Um, who was it that said that said maybe it's because we're not relying on him as much as we were last season to be the creative spark? Could that it was be that Neil more... Edgerton Scott? Ah, could it, it be a rare good point? <laughs> <laughs> could it be that we're essentially we we've got more strings to our bow now that we're not seeing him standing out as much? That's a really good point, actually. I think Charles, that could potentially be the issue. I, I do think that. If I look back to August last year, I didn't notice him so much. And then it, it built, didn't it? Mm. It built over the season. Mm. So it was yeah. kind of the last few months of the season, he really started to come into his own. I think for him, he's a player that um, when things start clicking around him, we've not clicked yet, nowhere near. So I think he probably, I I can't believe I'm about to say this, but it, I, I think it's a truth. I think he's more deserving of a place than Koiki at the moment. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And that's coming from me, you know. Cool. I really yeah. rate him, but he's yeah. just making too many mistakes at the moment. And yeah, knocking that. on that door, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and that's the thing. On the door. We've he got is. the depth because before, <laughs> before we only had Koiki. No. <laughs> hello, can I come in? Hello? Is that Ryan? Hiya. <laughs> oh, hello. Can I, hello, can I play? Hopefully, yes. Good. Uh, Thanks, uh, get, get me in. I mean, that second goal. Yesterday for Koiki, that was horrendous again. Oh, yeah. How's he letting him get round? Yeah, he's overcomplicating things. Like we, I said this on day one. We we sat there in the stadium, and it was when they scored their goal, and it was McGlure that that time that was faffing about instead of just skying it for a corner. And mm. and our point was the defense, to all intents and purposes, is pretty good. It's functional, so just clear it and and deal with the corner because. You know, the chances are we'll deal with the corner. If we don't, we'll go and score another one. But it's this idea that we're overcomplicating things and we're trying to to be tricky and try and defend and then play back out of the defence. Just clear it. I think it's only Koiki that's it. doing that, you know. McGlaw, McGlaw did it the first couple of games. Okay, all right. Fair but Koiki has done it a few times. That either needs to be ironed out or we have the depth now where we put Haynes in and he fights for his place again. The thing that I'm seeing and the thing that I saw on Saturday with Koiki was that, you know, his, he, we, we all know he's got very good ball control at speed when he's running and he loves to just get the ball and run into the space that's ahead of him. 
But the thing is, is that, you know, his little trick that he does where if a defender, he comes up against a, a member of the opposition, rather than taking that player on down the wing for pace, which is what I would like to see him do more of, like maybe knock it past him and, and try and run, run on and chase the ball. He does that thing where he, he checks back using like a little sort of flick behind yep. one leg. Yeah, we know mm-hmm. what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, don't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. You know he's going to do it now. He yeah. does it that much, that often, that I know he's going to do it. The opposition knows he's going to do it. And all it leads to is then a sideways pass back. Now, I'm not complaining about us keeping possession, by the way. I'm just saying I, I wish he would be, I wish he would mix it up a bit more. Okay, he's lost know. his dynamicy. Dynamism. Dynamism. No idea. I've made that one it's up. Incredible. In, it's I like that it, word. Dynasty. Dynasty. Dynamicy. Dynasty is a very different thing, isn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dynamicism. Is that what I said? Dynamism. Dynamism. Whatever it is. Yeah, Dynamo the magician. <laughs> Get, oh, him Get him in. Get him in. <laughs> Bag of tricks. Oh, I love it. Um, Number 10. I mean, the one thing I want to say just to round this off is is how much I enjoyed watching us play football. Yeah, Ooh, that's what I that felt this season. I yeah. love it. And I love that they, again, this year, even more so than last year, which is hard to believe, we re- they feel really invested in us and we feel mm-hmm. really invested in them. Yeah. Like, uh, even at the very last bit, of that game, I was like, we'll get a goal here. We'll get a goal here. Yeah, there's this, because I was thinking to myself yesterday, as the game was coming towards an end and we were still losing 2-1, I was thinking, yes, I was going to be annoyed at the refereeing decision, you know, X, Y, and Z, but I'd have walked away from that game, obviously upset that we'd lost. Charles. Yeah, but, well, hang on. I, I, would, I would have been upset that we'd have lost, but I, I would have still enjoyed the game. And I was like, and not, and not the game as a whole, because all crew did was basically sit back and say, come at me. Um, but the way that we played, I I loved... I, I haven't seen a cobbler side try and play that way, I don't think, ever. I, I, you know, we are traditionally a direct side that, you know, other fans will say play anti-football and we just want to be physical. You know, completely different. And I loved it. And I absolutely loved it. And do you know what? If we have a season where we are playing like that every single game, yeah, of course, we want to get promoted. Of course, we want to do well. I think if we carry on playing like that, we are going to get promoted and we are going to do well. But if we lose the odd match, I'm not going to be disappointed whatsoever. I'm I'm going to be like, we're still playing brilliantly. I, I, there's an there's yeah. an appetite to watch us now. Mm. I think it wasn't there before. Like I was, dip, I mean, you know, having about whether to go to Germany for the at the last minute yesterday. It's a long way. You um, could have just got on the M6, mate. <laughs> but <laughs> but I started doing things quicker so I could get back home in time. Mm. Like last season, just probably for the majority of the time, I would have been like, oh, you know, sorry, I'll just put the audio on. I won't, I won't bother going to Germany watch the game online because I just, I just listen to it in the background kind of thing. Mm. But I've, got, I've now got an appetite, especially with Epia coming back as well. There's an appetite there to go to actually make an effort to go and see him, and I want to go to games as much as I can because you know you're going to get entertained by it. It's, yeah, it's complete 360 from where we were two years ago, and that's that's gradually built through Brady as well. And it's not been ideal; it's been teething problems, but 
we're we're still trying to get the balance of (laughs) of doing it completely right and getting it all together at the front and the back but I think once the injuries come back it'll hopefully mean that it's gung-ho it's very very it's very early Brady back to the early days of when we were having four threes every week and stuff and beating Ipswich 4-0 or whatever it was at home and just going for it it's fun it is fun. And it's a lovely time. It's fun. That's, that's the time. And, uh, it's fun. <laughs> and uh, we know whose goal we've got to pepper next week. Yes. Wait. <laughs> we know exactly what to do with that. Um, we've already mentioned it, but um, Epi is back. That's a great signing. We absolutely love that. Yes. Um, I also want to say um, it was really nice to meet Heidi, who is the new Her Game 2 ambassador. Go on, Heidi. Hampton Town. Go on, um, Heidi. Go on. It was lovely to meet Heidi, uh, daughter, and her mum as well. Uh, all three, um, they were sat with us. They got the flag. Um, I I feel quite proud about this, right? Because obviously on the preview show a couple of weeks ago, it was the Hartlepool United game. And we had um, Jill. Jill, the Hartlepool United, her game two ambassador on to help us preview that game. And, you know, we, we've had a couple of people that have been her game two ambassadors before. I think um, Shah from Rochdale. Um, yep, we've had yep. Luce on, haven't we? That's a Wilson Rovers, Rovers yeah. uh, fan. And, you know, we, we've put the call out before, haven't we, to get one for us, for the Cobblers. And it's just lovely that Heidi listened to the podcast heard us say, you know, and talk about her game too and say that there wasn't an ambassador for Northampton Town and she then went through the process of becoming it. I I feel very proud of that. I don't know if you do too, Danny, but, I, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. all the hard work is done by Heidi, yes. not by us. But I'm just proud of the little, tiny little part that we played in making her aware that but that, she but that, that's, that's exactly what it is, though. It's about awareness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like people listening to it might not even know that this that her game two exists because they're not on social media or anything like that. And it's it's hard to kind of get that message out there if the club aren't or if nobody's stepped forward. So I'm so glad she has. I'm so glad it's her because I met her on the on the coach, the Grimsby. Um, reminded me to get my ticket out of the car, so that's a point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. She will be fantastic at it, having met her and having spoken to her. Her passion for the club, her passion for, for this kind of thing is is brilliant. Um, yeah, I think she's going to be great at it. And yeah, uh, yeah we're, there, there's going to be a, a new blog coming out this week, Charles, all, oh. where she's answered some questions. Oh, and lovely. it's going to be, so all the answers to all your questions for Heidi, including uh, does she put waffles in the toaster, <laughs> will be on the blog this week. Uh, where can you find that, Danny? Cobblers2me.com. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you to our newest Patreon, Liam Mutton, uh, who signed up to support us in making the podcast. Liam now gets access to our community chat group on Slack. If you'd like to support us and get access to our community and loads of exclusive bonus content, then just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me and sign up now. And by the way, I went to school with Liam, so he also knows Luke Chambers and Chris Crook. <laughs> Any chance. <laughs> Happy Any chance. It's been about a year, actually. I'll let you off, Charles. <laughs> it's time to read your letters out. But things have changed, so listen out. If you want to write about Northampton Town, you'll need to write this next bit down. Just have a rant or just some fun. At podcast at cobblers to me dot com.
No matter if we lose or win, send us your thoughts. Come on, get them in. Neil. Hello. You're here. <laughs> I am. Is this the first time this season that we're dipping into your post bag with you present? I've been here all, all podcast, Charles. <laughs> I meant all season. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. Uh, I can't Come remember. Come on, dip into it. What have you got for us? Oh, I've got a big one. Oh. Oh. Settle in. Oh. Settle in. Get yourself a nice warm cocoa and some biscuits. You're ready. I'm Get ready. some bourbons. Born ready. Go for Born it. On. Waffles. Nick. Toaster. This is this is this is an email. Oh, an actual email. An actual email sent into podcast@cobblestone.com. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's quite long, so settle down. I'm settling. So Nick says, I have followed the cobblers since a very young age, and I remember my first match. I kept complaining about the referee blowing his whistle all the time. Things haven't changed <laughs> Sounds since. Sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, in early February of 2012, I went to a, a way to talk a United. There was absolutely nothing on the game except for three points. Although we were bottom of the league and it was absolutely freezing. <laughs> We'd stayed at some shady hotel which had karaoke downstairs. Sounds brilliant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was it, was with, it Faulty Towers? <laughs> <laughs> with most singers' choices being your usual killers, queen, and strangely... Goldie looking chain. Oh, what a throwback. Goldie looking chain. strange about that, Nick. But uh, This seemed a very strange place to be in February. The day after was match day, and as ever, expectations for three points were at rock bottom. (laughs) I remember being a loudmouthed 20-year-old, being angry as to why the turnstile operators questioned me like a police interview. And I initially didn't get in as they thought I had a fake ticket. A fake ticket. It took me away. It took me away. It's a big ticket. Eventually, after quite rightly explaining it wouldn't be worth forging a ticket to watch Northampton Town, <laughs> I was allowed in. <laughs> well played. Again, before getting into the game, I kept getting questioned by the stewards. There was one in particular who kept challenging me. Seeing as we were bottom of League Two, there was absolutely no shock to find that when Luke Guttridge fired a ball in warm-up straight into the head of this steward, it was the best thing during the game. <laughs> we were incredibly, incredibly <laughs> poor. Andy Boothroyd had just taken over and made some signings in January. As usual, mm-hmm. the Cobblers fans were in fine voice, and like usual, when facing possible relegation, really stuck together. We lost 1-0, decided to go straight back towards Milton Keynes. Another weird story, which we noticed a lot, was that we then saw then-chairman, oh David yeah, Twat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his Land Rover, <laughs> going back too. <laughs> now, this may sound controversial, but I've always felt he was in it for the good of Northampton Town. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, hold on, Nick. You had me up until now. Yeah, um, you've just, lost us, Nick. You've lost the room. <laughs> Let him finish. And I may be the only one who goes to games at NN5 to feel incredibly sorry for him. You've completely Although lost things us don't now. look great, I feel very much... I feel he very much got conned out of quite a lot of what would have given us a fresh start. I will also add that I'm an advocate of Kelvin Thomas, but he does need to put his finger out of his ass. Oh. oh. I didn't know it was in there. Um <laughs> It felt a real family What's club. What's it back doing then. up there? How you? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Compose yourselves. It felt a real family club back then, and although following the cobblers now with the enhanced enhancement of social media feels great, back then the club was like a real escape, and I did not mind us losing away to Torquay. There was never any backlash, no social media like it is today. Now you get neg- negativity after winning 2-1 at home against Hartlepool. I'll end by saying I have listened to every podcast. You are all amazing. Thanks for reading. Up the cobblers. Love from 
Nick McCoy. <laughs> Nick McCoy. <laughs> Nick McCoy. Wowzers. It wasn't oh. Nick McCoy, quite obviously. It was Nick. Um, a lot to unpick there. Thanks for the mm. email, though. That was great. Great email. Yeah, was lengthy. Email. I'm pretty sure I was at that game, because I remember that steward getting hit by Luke Guthrie. So was I. There you go. Saido Sa- Barahino played. Ooh. He did. Yeah. And where is he? Not that that's... Oh, there you go. oh, hang on a minute. Is that when I invaded the team bus? Yes, yeah, we, we, we'd know, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. I invaded the team <laughs> bus and they all signed my shirt afterwards. Oh, that's nice. No, no, they were lovely. Oh, there you go. Have we got any more, Neil? Anything else? Yes. A sack of joy. Uh, we have. What's, what's sack- the question there, so, by the way? Was it just... Just the statements. I think, I think it was just, just a nice yeah, story. No, yeah, I enjoyed it. That was great. Just a nice little story. story. Interesting. Uh, interesting yeah. points on Cardoza. I'm not that I can agree with it. But yeah, no, nor do I. I like that he's listened no. to every single pod. <laughs> so do I, yeah. like, guy. I mean, think, I mean um, he's endured the falling off the chair. Mm-hmm. Could we Could we get Kelvin to, to message us and let us know if the finger <laughs> is out? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you ask him at the forum? Yeah, why don't oh, we'll you ask him at the forum? Yeah. Let's get Nick yeah. down to the forum at Sixfields. I'll open with that the question. <laughs> open with that question. Is your figure out of your ass, Kelvin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we have. Uh, okay. By the way, the, the the bag is bulging. We've got two more. Oh, go, oh, go, go, go. We've got Matthew Crane. Hello, Matthew Crane. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, yeah. Dear Neil thought this was a good opportunity to give Sam Hoskins the credit he deserves for his performances so far this season. Personally, I have always been an advocate of his inclusion in the team. For me, he's like a League Two level Raheem Sterling. (laughs) (laughs) I get what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah, I understand that. (laughs) I think our managers have not only picked him for his work rate, but his pace and ability to stretch the game and make the pitch big and get in behind defences. Other teams over the years would have been very wary of the threat of his ability to get in behind. Stop saying get in behind. (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle it. Uh, Using the pace he has and defended deeper accordingly. But like Raheem, some supporters don't always see those benefits because there wasn't always a consistent end product. Sam Mm. seems to have unlocked that consistency for now and long may it continue. Yes, hear, hear. I agree. That's a nice, a nice summing up of the situation, I think. Email of the week, that is. It, well, you haven't heard the last one yet. Yeah, well, no, he's 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 gone on about Sam Hoskins being great, so of course it's going to be <laughs> understood. Yeah, automatic <laughs> top of the table. <laughs> We've got one from our resident Aussie, Ooh. oh, Melbourne cobbler. At oh, is it your Mr. Service, is cobbler. It? Has he sworn yeah. in it? <laughs> Doesn't like the swearing, uh, does he? He's got a love hate relationship with swear words. Mm. He does. There wasn't enough on him for the on the latest one. <laughs> <spot, was there? laughs> We can't win. <laughs> I don't use his real name. Oh, oh no. Uh, no Chip and Sorry. <laughs> He'll be happy with that. Um, right. Anyway, so he says, dear Mr. Edgerton Scott, serious topic, hence the formality. Oh. Like it. Very nice. It is Sunday. Uh, following the latest attack on innocent supporters, I heard there were kids in the Wimbledon situation. Is it time for an EFL supporters membership scheme over 16s only? Appropriate forms of ID required, passport, driving license, student card, etc. Proven inappropriate behaviour, we all know what that is, a lifetime ban, i.e. one strike and you're out. In my opinion, something has to change. And it's all that's all I've got. Discuss. I think so. I think he's right that something has to change. Okay. Um, I think there's a fine line between um, having a laugh and really enjoying each other's company with with friendly rivalry 
and then when it gets really silly and very dangerous. Now, I think all but one of us was at Barrow um, in May and a situation escalated from naught to 100 in, in seconds, putting a lot of people in a lot of danger. And that was literally a, a lot of children. And I, I think it's really, really important that we educate these m- vast majority boys, um, educate them. And they need to understand, they need to be working, clubs need to be working with police. There are not, there's not enough police for a start anyway, but there's not enough police presence at grounds. Not the police's fault. No, of course it's not. There's not enough police presence at grounds to deter that kind of behaviour. And there is certainly not enough education to be showing children that it is not right to be getting involved with the kind of hooliganism that there is. Now, we know that it has always existed in football. It is now magnified because we have the use of social media, which comes to our aid because we're able to identify fans. Now, I'm not pointing out Barrow because they're Barrow. I'm pointing them out because that's a situation that's that's happened recently. I've been, I said I spoke to you guys earlier on when I talked about how we scored against Oxford and glass was thrown across the netting that separated two sides. Things like that, there is no time or place for them in football. We have really young children attending football matches and there is no reason for things like that to be happening. Mm-hmm. But we, again, like the refereeing situation, we have to attack it, no pun intended, at the very source of the problem. We need to be going into schools and saying to these children, giving these children the opportunity to go to football in a safe manner explaining to them what happens if this happens and what happens when they go and they actually enjoy a football match. What we also need is parents to be going with children and making sure that they are safe. Can I, yeah, on that point, very quickly, I, I look, tell me I'm being an old fuddy-duddy. I was expecting it right there, to be honest, Neil, sorry. But... <laughs> um. When I was when I was a kid growing up, my dad took me to Sixfields. My dad, you know, had a season ticket and we went, you know, every other Saturday to go and watch the Cobblers together. It was the thing that we did together. Danny, I know it's exactly the same thing with your dad. Um I wouldn't have I, I think the first time that I went to football without my dad was and, and with friends, so to speak, would have been when I went with, and I think it's probably where I first met you, Danny, was going along the with... Dark years, you remember sorry, the dark years. years. The dark sorry about years, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was a group of us that, that travelled with a couple of, you know, you know, some of us were, you know, teenagers, and then there were a couple of older guys, you know, mm. one of them being the person that would drive. And again, it was like, I, I, I don't I'm putting words into my dad's mouth here, but I don't think he would have let me go at that age, if it had just been, say, me, Danny, and a couple of other people, like Rich, who's one of our patrons, for example, used to come as well, my friend Tim, uh, you know, if it had just been us, youngsters, 16, 17-year-olds, I don't think my dad would have let me go. But because we were also with an adult or two, he seemed okay with it, and therefore I was allowed to go. And I'm not saying that this shouldn't happen, by the way, that, that 
people shouldn't be allowed to go to the football on their own until they're a certain age or anything like that. But it feels like there's a lot more teenagers going to the games just together with, you know, just as mates. And there's nobody really there to put them in their place if they step out of line. And and also, interestingly, and me me and Sean pick pick up on this all the time, when you see a collective of troublemakers at a football match... A gang, you, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And there's always a set at every single game, no, no matter who you support, right? How many of those are wearing replica kits? So how many are there to actually watch the football and support the club? And how many are there simply because they want to cause trouble? It's, it's very difficult to determine that based on how somebody looks, right? And I'm not Agreed. suggesting that that's what you're doing, by the way. Agreed. Um, but it is very difficult to be able to determine a group of troublemakers from a group of just, you know, a group of people, mostly lads that are there to go and watch the, watch the game. doesn't matter whether they're wearing replica kits or whether they're wearing stone Island gear or whatever else, you know, Adidas trackies or whatever. doesn't matter. The difficulty is, and the, the, the thing that kind of gets me with it is I just, I look at them sometimes and I think, Where's the person to sort of say, look, this is how we behave, and and is the is the person that or the group of people that are there to sort of say, follow that's my enough. example? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, because that's all Can we I really need. Go on, Nick. So I I started going on my own initially mm-hmm. when I was probably fourteen. Okay. With a couple of my mates who were the same age, and I'd also take this lad from the village or Brixworth as it was at the time who was a, a year or two younger um and sh- shocking I know it will be but his parents trusted me as the sensible one to, to make sure he was okay and stuff um completely shocking yep but yeah I know um never once did we get in any trouble never once did we cause any trouble mm. and as we got a bit older yeah we'd maybe get a bit more raucous but never once would we dare of doing anything so I, I I think it's very difficult to say people shouldn't go at a certain age or anything like that. I think that, and this is probably for a much longer discussion, I think it's more of a society issue more than ever at the moment. Mm. You see, I mean, just yesterday in in the town centre, there was an assault at 4.30 on a Saturday in the town centre, Market Square. And it's, I think it was an 18-year-old that got assaulted and stuff. And it's more becoming more and more common young people and it sounds ridiculous because it's not just young people of course it isn't but it is becoming more of a society problem as opposed to uh, that naturally will spill into football of course it will because football is a very different game brings around the very different followers than than perhaps and i hate to say it but rugby does um you see it spill into cricket a little bit at times, certainly the T20 when everyone's drinking and stuff. You don't necessarily see trouble, but horse more racing well. for some reason it's becoming quite prevalent in horse racing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that thing. It's Formula the drinking well. culture there, isn't it, at, at horse racing? So it's, I, I think, I think Melbourne Cobbler is, is right in the respect of it is a discussion point and it's something that needs talking about and continuously talking about. But I do think the bigger, bigger issue actually is, is probably wider than just at football games. It's a distinct lack of respect from certain 
proportions of age groups just to anyone. Yeah. And, and that's where it stems from. You see it all the time. I would never dream of saying certain things to certain people or talking in, in certain ways to certain people and stuff. And I think as rubbish as it is, a large percentage of it will, will a little bit be down to, you know, the state of the world, the country, upbringings, the lack of money, all that sort of thing and stuff. It all has a natural impact. Some people are unfortunate and can just end up hanging around with the wrong people and then you get easily swayed into it and stuff. But I don't think you can restrict people going, can you? No. I mean, one thing I'll say is that from following the cobblers, I've, I've never really seen anything that has gone too far. I I haven't either. I've seen I've seen scraps and things like that, and and yes, okay, that's going too far, isn't it? I'm contradicting myself straight away. <laughs> I've seen a fight, but you know, I I don't think it's some of the stuff that we've seen. You know, st- other clubs have made statements this week. I think Walsall, oh, Barrow, things. Um, yeah. other other ones about. I mean, was it the? I think it was Walsall. Um, their own fans have apparently, allegedly, racistly, racially abused. One of their own players' family that was it's in the same age. end of the uh, I think they were way at Grilly, uh, Gillingham. Yeah. Families and plural, I think it was. Families, yeah. I mean, that's abhorrent. It's absolutely abhorrent, and yet, and it doesn't it, <sighs> it it doesn't really matter that it's their own teams. No, it doesn't. Thing, it's, but it's abhorrent. It, it still also. makes it more even more ridiculous than the first thing that is. Yeah. I, but I, it, it it can easily. I mean, you, we've, we were talking about yesterday. It can easily be someone from the Cobblers mm-hmm. fan group. Like, just, like it only takes one incident, and then the whole club comes down. Like Walsall, we now think of differently to mm-hmm. what we did yesterday because of that. Um, and it only takes one or two people to do something stupid, and suddenly all Cobblers fans are tarred with the same brush. It's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we and we and we've seen that on the basis of you know some of the crew fans. Our, you know, very own Ross that came on the preview show basically said that us Cobblers fans were all unlikable. You know, all uh, he of didn't say all of it. He did. Hey, make, this, he Russ, did I don't to, like you. <laughs> he did. He did. To be fair to him, shout out the pod saying that we were okay, Charles. Uh, that's because he panicked and realised what he, he definitely said. panicked. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he was panicked. like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but <laughs> you know, got your I, number, Russ. Just as an example, <laughs> just as as an example, you know, that that essentially stems from the pitch invasion. And let's, yeah, you know, as yeah, Danny said yeah. earlier on, if it happened at Sixfields, the away fans. Remember De Canio for Swindon? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. we, we instantly then tarred all the Swindon fans with the same brush and, and didn't like them very much. I mean, it's so easy. but and, and that's a very minor thing in comparison to obviously what we were just talking about that happened, you know, with Walsall and with Barrow fans. And there was somewhere else as well, I, I think, that an incident happened as well in the last week. Been a few, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's just, it's not it's 2022, good. for God's sake. Oh. It's so think... bizarre though, isn't it? Because it's like, sorry, Jeffy, to cut you off. Um, no, keep, keep going. That we had two oh, years, it's two years basically of not going to football. Mm. And this is how people have come back starting to behave again. It's it's bizarre. Whether it's it got even goes to do back it, to Euro 20. But... You know, yeah, twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, even yeah. before that, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Even before that, but yeah. I mean, you look at it and you just think that's what it's it seems to have become. And and yeah. and uh, while I don't personally agree with what Melbourne Cobbler is suggesting with um, uh, what is it licenses or a membership scheme? Membership. Yeah. 
Well, I don't it's particularly agree with that. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, Telly's Australian. Um, yep. Loves a membership scheme. It's a wide identification, <laughs> don't they? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but that use. while I don't agree with that necessarily, he's right in that something needs to be done. And it probably goes back to, for the third time on, on this week's podcast, you know, needs to the root cause of it needs to be looked at identified and Education. then educated on it i i i think there's two there's two elements charles i think you're right absolutely education because if we don't iron it out before the problem arises then we've lost the battle already but i also think we need to become quite draconian um in our in in terms of the efl so the efl are really weak i believe mm. um at dealing with these issues so and i i really don't want to single out walsall as a club as I didn't want to single out Barrow as a club because I don't think that's fair. But let's use that as an example, right? Putting out a statement from Walsall, great, fine, because you're ad- addressing the fans and you're saying that this is our statement, this is our stance on it. So you're you're saying it's wrong. The EFL need to be saying, right, that's it, behind closed doors. And 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 really, really pushing this and making sure that we're pun- I know it sounds awful but punishing clubs in in the hardest ways possible to prevent these fans doing it because if you tell fans they can't go to watch their game get their team for three games they're going to be really irritated really irritated and then the uh, then fans are going to be more inclined to behave mm. i I, th- I think I, I this is slightly different but i saw on twitter this week and two different people calling out i think it was homophobia and sexism. See, they... I don't think they're different. No, 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 they're, I don't know. Form... Form... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But the, my, the thing that I saw was two people on Twitter who were at the game actually called it out when they saw it happening. One was sexism and one was homophobia. I, th- I think that's right. And it was called out. And the replies that, that those two people have got are really good. And that's the kind of thing that I think we need to be doing and, and need to be mm-hmm. seeing of course. Uh, is self-policing within the fan base. Now, as I, as I said before, I've not seen anything like that happen at the Cobblers. Just because I, ha- I haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, though. Absolutely right, yeah. And, and therefore, you know, look, I know it's hard and I know some people won't feel confident enough to do it. But there are times where, you know, you've got to try and do something yourself about it. And it could just be simply turning around and telling someone that their views aren't welcome. And that at the very least, you don't want to hear those views. And if they continue to use them at that point, you're then, you go and get somebody else involved. If you feel that that's too lenient, go and get somebody else involved, a steward or whatever, straight away. And I think, you know, the fact that I've seen a couple of people, maybe, maybe the tide is beginning to turn where people are actually feeling like, no, this is maybe our responsibility as much as anybody's. I think we're all sick of it, stamp Charles. it out. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm we're sick totally of it. sick of it. I'm sick to the back teeth of people not just behaving. Yeah. It's simple. Go to a football match, enjoy yourself, and that's it. Yeah, it's that simple. Go and yeah. have a sing song, support yeah. your team, have a bit of fun. Yeah, you know, a little bit of banter with the away fans is fine. Yeah, don't be a dick. Right, Come sing on. cheerio when they all leave on eighty-two minutes because they're five <laughs> yeah. down. Great, great, but that's all you do. Come away with a come away with a voice that isn't quite still intact like mine is. Yeah, you know, good stuff. You don't have I to be a dick. Just gone for the husky 
approach tonight, Charles, and you were trying to be a bit Graham Torrington. my other job. (laughs) (laughs) There he is again. He keeps popping up, Graham Torrington, now and then. Little mention. Enough with Charles Commons. Right. um, We are are well, well into the second hour of this podcast already. Look at this. NTFC How much injury women. time, ref? Come on, there's no chance it's 10 minutes. Blow the whistle, come Crying on. Crying out loud. Where has he got that from? <laughs> NTFC women. Um, come on. That's not where he got the time added on from, by the way. Um, no, NTFC not. women lost their opening game in the National League. Mm. 4-1 on Sunday to Wem Town. I'm st- I still Bloody think that's Wem. a made-up name. Wem Town. Wem. We Wem have a Wemden near me. That's the, see, that Wem. sounds like it's complete. Wemtown feels like there's something missing. Maybe they've up. only built half the houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're still in progress, the houses. I mean, I don't even know Maybe. where Wem is. No. Where is Shropshire. Wem? Shropshire, there you go. That's it. I mean, I don't even know where Shropshire is, let's be honest. Shrewsbury. Yeah. Anyway. They used to be called. They used to be Total Network Solutions, Jeffy. If that makes any sense. Oh yes, I know who they are. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. They, Why they are they when? What have they done? They broke away from Total Network Solutions. Not, oh, no, not the new Saints. Sorry, not Total Network Solutions. Anymore. I knew who you meant. Um, yes, so they broke mm. away from them and formed their own little village team. Yeah, um, they won four uh, one. Bianca Lutman got the cobblers' goal. Um, a wide free kick that evaded everyone in the middle and it found the far corner, which is lovely, lovely, yeah, it's lovely. Hoskins esque. A couple of things. Um, first of all, did you see that there is now a sign-up at Harpole Playing Fields? Yes, says, I enjoyed that sign. Welcome yeah. to Harpole FC, home yeah. of Northampton Town Women. I like yeah. that. Great sign. As much as we've been kind of going, oh, they need to be playing at a better place, that wasn't any disrespect meant towards Harpole FC, and I'm sure they know that. Um, that's a lovely little thing. Great sign. I like that. I, like that I a do lot. like a good sign. I <laughs> love a sign. And that's up there. Especially when I saw it. Um, <laughs> Um, what was I going to ask you Danny Uh, what were you going to ask me I I was going to ask you 4-1 defeat obviously isn't the start to the season that we wanted it's not Um, I did see and listen to the post-match interview with Josh Oldfield the Cobblers manager Um, you can see it by the way we've retweeted it on our Twitter so go to twitter.com forward slash cobblers to me or just search at cobblers to me on Twitter Um, Josh wasn't very happy didn't feel like the, the team really played the way that you know he's expecting us to play and um he he basically said look that's not us that's not NTFC women that's not the cobblers we'll sort that out we'll we'll make sure maybe it was a bit of he didn't say this but maybe it was a opening season nerves you know the build up mm. that has been given for it has been quite big maybe there was a little bit of a, a wobble because of that um the thing that I'm a bit worried about, Danny, is something that you've mentioned before, which is we've seen a lot of players leave from last year's Invincibles title-winning squad. I'm worried that we're going to miss a lot of them. And no disrespect to any of the girls that have come in at all. I just worry that it's going to take a little bit of time to get them all gelled together. and. The question is, do we have time in this league? Because it looks really competitive. Yeah, it's pretty brutal because you don't play that many games. Play everyone. Obviously, there's only twelve teams in it, so you're playing twenty-two games. It's it's difficult when you when you need to gel, when you need to all not necessarily start again, but the players we're missing are big players. And I think I think until I've seen the new players play, I don't really, I'm not really sure how much we can comment on it. Um, but it's it is going to be difficult. I think. 
it's coming from a league where we've won seven or eight nil a lot of the time to a league that's really, really competitive. Um, it's going to take some time to adjust to that. But I've got belief in them. I think in what Josh is trying to do there, it's it's not a great start, but I, I think we can we can come good, Charles. Peterborough lost as well, so. That's oh, that's all right then. That's yeah. fine. If Peterborough yeah. lost, we're fine. It's all yeah. going to be fine. Uh, Long Eaton lost nine nil to Solihull Mills as well. Solihull Moors as well. Okay. Well, so it's not the worst result of the day. I think, mate. I, I think part of it was that <laughs> I'm blaming you here, Danny. Go on. Okay. Well, you kind of said that uh, you put in the build up to this game. I can't remember whether you put it on Twitter or whether you just put it in the WhatsApp group to, to us. But you said that Wemtown last season only avoided relegation due to a technicality. Yes, they did, yeah. And that made me sort of go, oh, there you go. Nice, easy win to kick off the season. Happy days. Your fault. I I was just stating facts. I was just stating facts, Charles. Danny's fault, as usual. I mean, maybe that's given him a new lease of life. I don't know. But you can't really tell until sort of three or four games in who's who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, can you? Mm, Give them time to gel. Give them time to gel, Charles. What's wrong with you? Come on, don't panic. Fine out loud. We've got Leak next. Leak. I was just Leak. looking to see who we got next. I hope that Leak they won't be leaky. Yeah, well, they've lost 4-2 today, Leak, so there we Leak go. Uh, when's that? Where is it? When's that? Where is that? That's away, Charles. Okay. In, in Leak next Sunday, 28th. Okay. Does that have interest? Where's Leak? In it's Leak. Up north. Yeah, it's up, up north. north. Oh, okay. Well, it must, I yeah. mean, to, uh, to be honest... Leak and potato soup. I'm not too concerned... Of okay. the opening day situation, because I think it was always going to be a real challenge, wasn't it? So I think we just need to ride this little wave out, and I think got to find right. their feet, haven't they? Absolutely and the rhythm, right? Yeah, feel the rhythm, feel the ride, feel the rhythm, feel the <laughs> ride. Get on up, upset dive. <laughs> if you, if you don't know what we're talking about, then shame on you for not having watched that film. <laughs> um, we anyway. should do bobsled. Oh, Can you imagine? There's, oh, there's speaking four of, of us. Obscure sports. Do you want to hear my big news? No, not really. No. Is it about, <laughs> <laughs> is it about the commas? Kind of. No, not really. But it, it's just coming to my head. This You've is not the duck it. race. Charles is going to go. No, off it's on. not the duck race. Charles is going to snap. I was, I was at the farm Charles show the other day, and I was chosen to be the judge of the ferret racing. Oh, congratulations! Oh, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> I know. And the orange ferret won. He wasn't actually orange, but it's orange. Really I really one. hope, Jeffy, that you didn't have a gavel to be the judge of that. <laughs> oh, dear. Just one, one wrong done. move, and that's disaster. Squash ferret. No one wants a squash ferret. It's a delicacy oh. in some places. There we go. Anyway, and, yeah. on that Come note, on, Jonathan Mitchell next listening. week. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Jonathan. Come on, Jonathan. We're looking forward to it. Can we get Jonathan on the preview show, do you think? This oh, week? Can I suggest... Mate, it's your job to do it. You find the, you find the <laughs> guests. Also, by, by the way, before we go, Charles, mm. I was looking at Doncaster's team earlier. Gone it. They've got a young lad mm. called... Uh, where's he gone? <laughs> um, where's he, hold on. Give me two seconds. I know we've overran completely, but this is Massive. relevant. Yeah. Um, they've got a youngster in their squad called Liam Ravenhill. Son of... No. no Mr. Richard Ravenhill. Is yeah. it really? Oh. Yeah. Brilliant. It, there we go. Let's find out about him on the preview show on Friday. Well. Yes. That'd be lovely. Can I, can I just suggest that all Cobblers fans on Saturday at home to Doncaster turn up with helmets? Because <laughs> <laughs> of Jonathan Mitchell's kicking. Oh, do, you, do you think that I need to be concerned? Because I'm in Spain. Do you think that his 
inability. You need to be more concerned about Ash Taylor. I was going to say, <laughs> Ash Taylor's opened an academy, Jeffy. I'd be careful. Yeah, you need to be careful. Keep your eye on the sky. I was more concerned about the, the fact that Jonathan Mitchell's kicking seemed to be quite obscure. So Always. always. He can't kick it very far, so he's going to hit the stands. We might all get a ball to take home. Oh, we could, yeah. Oh, like a little freebie. Lovely. And we get Jonathan Mitchell to play shoot the boot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, sponsors. Your money's safe. Uh, thank you for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. Get more from us on our website, cobblerstome.com. Uh, as I said, Danny and I are back in your ears on Friday with the preview show. Go and catch up on the new episode that we're doing all about NTFC women. It's called Team Talk. It's in the same feed that you will find this very episode of the podcast. Wherever you listen to it, it will be there. We'll see you on Friday. Bye-bye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.